It's another edition of the Three Point Play Podcast. Boys, what's going on? How we doing? What up? Matt, hey Scott. Hello. For those of you who uh, who may not know, uh, there is a, a short emergency podcast uh, outside of our normal routine of uh, basketball and football. I did record a quick uh, White Sox synopsis of their debacle earlier today. So for those of you that are interested, check that out. Appreciate it. Uh, but with that, we'll get right into uh, NBA talk. Obviously, game one of the, uh, the finals uh, concluded last night and uh, some other coaching carousel news. Um, Scotty, I'll start with you. Um, obviously, it looks like the Lakers just got to kept, uh, kept the, the pedal down and um, these injuries with the heat aren't going to really help them out uh, moving forward. And uh, unfortunately, they didn't really get to – he didn't get to play their game as what we've seen throughout the whole Eastern uh, playoffs. Uh, what did you think of the, of the first, uh, first game of the, of the finals? Um, I thought the Lakers started pretty slow. Heat started really well, obviously 23 to 10. Yeah. Um, Lakers picked it up and man, it was like, it was almost like a boxing match. Like the heat come out punching and then the Lakers <laughs> punch him back and the heat just didn't get up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, that was the first time, and I think Luke said it in the in the group chat, that was the first time in the entire bubble where we've talked about how the Heat have all these all these dudes, man. Like, they're just tough as hell. They're coming at you, right? But they got punched in the face last night, and they did not get up. And I was, I was surprised by that a little bit, honestly. Yeah, Luke, what did you think of game one? Kind of what you thought it was going to be? I thought the Heat were going to put up more of a fight. Like you said, Scotty, I – that first quarter, I, I was like, okay, here we go. It's going to be a series. The Heat are not fucking around. They're going to play their best game. And then all of a sudden, they went cold, and the Lakers turned it around, and they were leading about the end of the first quarter. It was just such a quick turnaround. It was uh, it was, it was surprising to me. Luke, what did you think? I think I want to go back Tuesday night and erase that episode from the archives because I'm having some serious <laughs> misgivings about my prediction for the series. Uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say the exact same thing. It's like they got rattled for the first time, and they just the heat just crumbled. Um, I thought that uh, – and, and obviously I underestimated what a freaking force uh, AD and LeBron are together. And I thought they would at least have, you know, maybe – uh, freaking Bam could check AD a little bit, but man, they did not have an answer for him. And uh, the Lakers, the Lakers defense shut their offense down. It was uh, it was a dismantling, and now these injuries are are uh, not helping matters either. So if I were to say it right now, I'm probably overreacting to Game One, but uh, I would probably say the most likely scenario is a Lakers sweep. Yeah, you. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, and that was the next point I wanted to make about the finals. Is that if I don't know, I haven't seen anything official. I mean, I know they hinted at Achilles for for Dragic. Um, it's that, uh, it, it's plantar fasciitis tear. It's tear? a four to yeah, it's a four to six week injury to heal. But uh, I did see something. I think it was from Bobby Marks said that Joe Johnson played yeah. on it once. He got a shot every day, but right. It's, it, it was. It was. He said he was in excruciating pain. His stats were terrible. It sounds like it says 
the heat of Lissa Dragas is doubtful. Same with Bam, doubtful, left shoulder strain. For game two, yeah. And I, I saw the Correct. same thing about uh, Dragic and Joe Johnson. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's the finals. And you you do you get an injection in, your, in the bottom of your foot? I can't imagine the pain tolerance that that would have to go through to be able to get it to play and just how effective can you be. But, yeah, if they don't have Dragic and they don't have Bam, I mean – I'm with you guys. Like that's, that's, uh, that's game set match right there for me. But, and it's a bummer because you would love to have seen the heat, the way they played the whole bubble and their full team playing nine to 10 deep. Like we've talked about at uh, at length. Um, but to have both those guys out two of their main contributors, um, it, it's just a, it's a gut punch to the heat's chances. And um We'll see, but if they're both doubtful for game two, Luke, I know you were talking about the the um, the line on taking the heat, but if those two guys are out, I think that's it's a foregone conclusion for the, the Lakers just to, to keep running away. See, this is this is why it's a good thing I'm not a gambler because I didn't actually bet. <laughs> there you go. On this series. God, we're a conservative bunch here at the three PP. You know we. <laughs> We talk a big game, say we're going to do some shit, actually don't do it. Tell the listeners maybe to do it, but we actually don't do it ourselves. So that's what we're all about here. So uh, That's actually not true. I actually make the bets, FYI. I bet the Lakers <laughs> in six, and I've had the Lakers win the finals since March. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure you got great odds on that. I actually did. Okay. They were like the third favorite at that point. Yeah. Scotty, what do you think needs to happen for the uh, outside of Bam and well, Dragic coming back yeah. to get healthy? What do you think the Heat need to do to to uh, make this a series? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I, th- I think Luke said it right. We don't want to overreact. I mean, okay, Bam's out, Dragic is out. The Heat are a deep team for a reason. That you know, Spolstra is a great coach. They're going to make adjustments. I'm trying to figure out in my head what those adjustments are. We were kind of talking about it during the game because, man, it just looked like. I'm not sure what Miami can do in terms of, like, what are they going to do, go bigger? Are they going to go smaller? Like, they're not going to, like, pound it in the post on the Lakers. So, they're going to have to do some things to kind of junk this game up a little bit. Um, and you I, could, I feel like you could tell that with Spolstra that, I mean, at the end of game one when they were down 20, I mean, he was trying. He put Olenek in there for extended minutes. And he, had, he got none in there for some minutes, and he played all right. But it's like – are they going to be there? Are they going to be the part of the rotation now that uh, when you actually need? Yeah, uh, they, they are now. They are now that Bam and, and Gorn aren't going to play. Well, wait, right, I mean, right, right. I just think I just, the Heat are going to respond. And let's be real. The Lakers are not going to hit 11 of 17 from three again in this series. <laughs> yeah. They miss in the second half. They go 11 of 17 in the first half. In the third quarter, they went 2 of 13. And they missed 13 in a row in between the third and fourth quarters at one point. Like, they're not going to shoot that well again. Yeah. And if they now, do, the Heat kind of made a little, a slight, uh, you know, mini comeback. I mean, it wasn't really anything too substantial, yeah. but they started to make it a little more respectable yeah. to more than so than what they, it actually was when they got their, yeah. you know, they really the got Lakers their quit, passes. The Lakers long. quit playing with about two minutes to go in the third quarter. That yeah. game's over. They, yeah. they quit trying. When they were up but I, I do expect the Heat to come out in one of these next two games, game two or game three, the Heat are going to be in it with a chance to win. They're going to fight. They're a gritty bunch. They've showed it the whole bubble. They're not going to just go away, right? 
they're going to fight. Uh, I'd like to see him fight a little more on defense. If we're making one adjustment, I thought in the first quarter, I think I talked about, I think I sent you guys a text about how they were doing a really good job fighting off the, the Dragic and hero switches. And then in the second through fourth quarters, they just like, we're screwed. We're just switching. And then LeBron just gets to attack hero and Robinson. Like that's, you're just in trouble. You got to fight those off a little better. They got to be more aggressive on LeBron. I think I would expect some blitzing. Yeah. Uh, same with AD. They're going to have to double them immediately. It's, well, because you guys both hit the nail on the head, and I think we touched on it on our preview uh, last week um, about how AD and LeBron needed to score a majority of the points, you know, almost damn near 60. And, Luke, you hit the nail on the head with – I think they combined for 59 points. It was, what, 34 and 34 and 25, I think, at the end of the game. So, yep. they're doing what they needed to do. And um, the Heat just need to find a way – I mean, AD is just unguardable in terms of what the Heat can match up with, especially if Bam's going to be out. He's just going to be a problem, and LeBron's going to be LeBron. And it's uh, if that's going to be the, the same same story for the whole series, then it's not going to go for long like we talked about. So yep. I'm sure Spolster or the future Hall of Famer is going to kind of draw some things up and try and make it uh, make some defensive changes. But uh, they, they got to figure it out quick because it could be uh, sooner than later that uh, things things finish up here. So. Yep. Um, Luke, Johnny, uh, up, yo guys, one, one quick question: How many how many points do you think AD has to average for him not to win the MVP? Or for, excuse me, for him to win the MVP of the finals? Yeah, like if if AD averages thirty five and twelve, and LeBron averages twenty five nine and nine, do you think LeBron's still going to get the MVP? Yeah. That's that, you get into the, you get into the political aspect of it is like well LeBron's just the seasoned veteran who's been there before who led his team, blah blah blah. Even though AD was the clear cut better player in the series, I don't know. I I think yeah. I, I think more so than that. I right. think AD's got to average more than that. What you said to 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 take it from LeBron if it's that clear cut. Luke, what do you think? I think uh, I, we talked up the Heat's yeah, depth I so much. It, I think it around, like, after. Nope. We talked up the Heat's depth. That's not to not to switch subjects from the MVP talk. I think, yeah, I think the Lakers. If the Lakers win, LeBron AD's got to do a lot to to take the MVP from LeBron. But we talked up the Heat's depth last game. You know, I was thinking, you know, they three through seven or eight, they clean house on the Lakers and they got their asses kicked by the Lakers. Yeah. But, uh, there's like the, the box score doesn't show it because there was just some garbage time scoring in, in the fourth, but yeah. uh, that was, that was a total disappointment um, yeah. for the Heath role players last night. For sure. Scotty, you got anything else for uh, Heat Lakers finals talk? I mean, I think we kind of pointed out what uh, the Heat need to do and what how the Lakers exploited them and uh, see what happens for game two. But uh, obviously, we're, we're all in agreement. I think that it could be a short one here unless the Heat, uh, A, get healthy, and B, make some some severe adjustments on the, on the, the defensive side. Yep. I'm expecting game two to be pretty competitive. 
I think it'll be competitive, but with Dragic and, and Bam both out, I mean, those are two, like we've talk, seen throughout the whole bubble. I mean, th- those are big guys for them to, to be missing. And I just don't know if Olenek and Nunn can fill that hole as, as well as they need him to, to be filled. So it'll be close, but I don't know if it's going to be as close as you think it'll be if, if both those guys are out. Time to fire up Meyer Leonard. Seriously, you might have to play. The pride of you and I, U of I. Yeah. All right. With that, we'll uh, we'll transition into week four NFL talk, boys. What are we uh, What are we thinking here? How's the Thursday night game going? Do we really want to touch in on on the Brett Rippin versus? Did you know Joe Flacco's fucking playing the game now? Did you realize that that Sam Darnold got hurt? Oh, for real? Oh no, Flacco's in. Flacco is has been in the game since the second quarter. Yes, so really, I couldn't tell you the score because I couldn't give a rat's ass. It's ten to ten. Okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Uh, no. First game on our slate. First game on our slate. Saints. Coming, huh, coming to play the Detroit Lions. Lions plus four, baby. Let's go. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I had the Lions plus four, and then they said Michael Thomas was going to play, so I changed it. But I Oh, he is going to play? Okay. Maybe he is gonna, yeah, he is going to play. That changed it for me. Maybe it shouldn't because I'm telling you, we've been having this discussion in our group chat with some of our idiot friends who think they know football, but, like, the Lions are good. I agree. Lions, I am so with you. Yes. If if it's one DeAndre Swift catch in week one, they're two and one, they're and, two they're, and looking, one. they're looking good. I mean, they're not yes. they're not a bad team. I'm with you. And yes. and the four points is a lot. And the Breeze have the the Saints haven't impressed me, but Thomas coming back changes the game. But yes, and but we talked about Lions. the we talked about the Saints defense, right? Yeah. Haven't given haven't punted in 17 possessions, man. Like the Lions are going to score some points. Yep. So, uh, I, I pick Saints, but I'm nervous about it. I'm not going to lie to you. I will not be betting on that game. Luke, what do you think? I picked Saints primarily because I have not watched any Lions games other than the end of that uh, Bears game uh, in week one. But uh, I don't know. I, I could be convinced to switch, switch, my, uh, switch my pick. But I mean, if they, can beat, if they can beat the Cardinals on the road, then they can beat the Saints at home. I'm going to yes. at least cover. They can cover four. That's what I'm yes. going to say. They're riding, they're riding to get the momentum going, you know, believe in yourself. You know, the Saints haven't, haven't been world beaters by any means. I mean, I didn't know about the Michael Thomas news until you said that, Scotty. So that might change my opinion a little bit, but I don't know if it's going to cover four. I think it'll still be a pretty close game. Yep. Um, Agreed. So that'll be a, that'll be a pretty interesting, uh, interesting game uh, to look forward to. Um, yep. It's going to be a high-scoring one, I would imagine. What's the over/under on that one? Do you know that one off the top? I didn't. Of your head? I didn't look. I didn't look. But I would bet. I mean, geez. I mean, like we talk about every week, we learn something new, right? We the Saints, even without Michael Thomas, scored 30 points on the Packers, who I think are really good, right? And then we talked about how the Lions beat Arizona is good. Like <laughs> Kyler had a bad game for Kyler, right? And he still threw for what 275, two touchdowns, and ran for 60 yards. Like Kyler's good. He had a, he made some missed throws, but Arizona's still good, and the Lions beat them on the road. Like, yep. the Lions are not bad. I agree with you. 
Um, we're good to transition to the next game. Yep. All right. This, uh, as we always say every week, being an indie-based uh, podcast, we always got we got to sprinkle in a little Colts talk, Colts Bears for our, our Midwestern listeners in here. It is uh, it's Bears plus two and a half, Colts minus two and a half. Um, as much as I fucking hate the Bears and think they're overrated as fuck, uh, I think they're pretty evenly matched, and there's just something about big dick magic, you know. And uh, I feel like that. The Bears' defense is going to be a, a rude awakening for the Colts because the Colts really haven't played anyone, to be quite honest. And I think it's more of so of a pick em. And if you're going to pick them, then you might as well take the team with the points, and that's why I'm taking the Bears. A big Chuck Pagano revenge game here. That exactly right. You, can, you always got to factor in the revenge game. So, like you said, Colts have not played anybody yet. Um, I'm banking on them sticking with their game plan of ground and pound um, and letting their defense dominate. Defense has been impressive the last couple of weeks, but again, against two really shitty quarterbacks. So the two, two and a half point uh, favorites uh, at Chicago makes me a little bit nervous. I know, you know, home field doesn't matter, but still the team has to, the visitor has to travel. So, but I, I still went with, still went with uh, the Colts in this one. But nervous about it. I still, I, I'm, I always, going. I'm sorry, Scott. Go ahead, Jen. I'm just, I'm just saying. saying I, I think uh, I think Colts. I think I would take Colts money line. I think it'll be really close. Like it'll be a one point game. Like I, I, I mean, I know two and a half isn't really much. But I, I like the Colts to win, but I just think that if you're going to give points to someone, that I would, I would take that. And uh, I think it's going to be a really close game, and just kind of come down to. A last possession or a field goal, which obviously a field goal would uh, not cover that spread, but um, just kind of taking taking that chance, I guess. I'm I'm going Bears. I just think they're better. I I've been we've been talking about this for a couple weeks now, and we talked about it after who the Colts played in week two. Whoever the Colts played in week two, Vikings. Yes, and it's like, are they really good, or are the team's just not very good? Yeah. And I'm starting to think the Colts just aren't very good. Yep. So I'm going with the Bears. I'm riding Big Nick, Big Dick Nick until he dies, baby. Which is scary because I don't think the Bears' offense is really still that great. I mean, the Falcons are who we thought they were last week, yep. and you, know, you can you can make uh, you can make you or me uh, look pretty good um, on the offensive side when you're coming from behind. So I think it'll be a, a, um, an awakening for both teams, really, because I think both teams are really pretty overrated, to be quite honest. But someone's got to win the game. And um, I think the Bears' defense is uh, a little bit more superior than the Colts' defense, even though the Colts have turned it around, albeit, like we said, against the Vikings and the Jets, um, not much to write home about. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's just two teams that are severely overrated and um, – I think the Colts are a little more overrated than the Bears at this at this current point in time. So, yep. um, do we want to do a moment of silence for Mitchell Trubisky? He plays his last NFL game ever. Well, I mean, did you want to wait till Week Six for the pour it out, or should we wait till now? He's done. As we said, we talked about this in our group chat too. Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> was not making it to Week Five. There's no way. They have a real quarterback now. That's and I like the Bears' skill guys. They're good. Yeah. Robinson is good. Jimmy Graham, 
was really good. He's leading the league in end zone targets, for God's sake. Like, Jimmy Graham's good. Montgomery will be fine. Their running game's going to improve now that they have someone who can who can complete passes consistently. Well, you got Cohen's out for the year. He tore his ACL, so that'll be a little game changer. But Montgomery should be a bell cow now, which I think he can fully support. And, and, and they got Patterson, they, who I like. Yeah, and I think they went about the right way. I mean, if you're going to give him one last chance – you have to let him start the season and see what he can do and if he can figure it out. Because if you would have started with Foles, then you're completely shattered and giving up on him, and you might as well just yep. not even keep him keep him around. So you give him that first shot, the first two, two and a half or whatever weeks he got a chance, and he proved again that he's not really the guy they thought he was, and uh, you move on. So I think they went about it the right way. If I'm the, if I'm the Bears and I'm Ryan Pace, I, I admit defeat, and uh, – you know, if they make the playoffs, then he can maybe still keep his job. But if they completely implode the second half of the year and Trubisky's not the guy, then obviously I don't think Pace is going to stick around and probably neither will Nagy. But I think they went about it the about as best way as you possibly could have if in that position. For sure. Nagy was just waiting to pull the trigger on that one. Oh, yeah. yeah you, 2-0, yeah. they're only down, what, like 12 points or something? <laughs> he pulls them out after halftime. But, I mean, if you're him, like, fuck, you're coaching for your job. I mean, if you, yep. if you try and ride this guy for, like, to, to stay with him and keep his confidence up and then he infinitely, you know, shits his pants, then you're going down with the ship. It's like, fuck, if I can save myself and fuck this guy and go with a guy I really want to play and maybe sneak into the playoffs and get another uh, year or two out of my contract, then I'm for sure doing that shit. Like, yeah. I, I don't blame it at all. I agree it was a little – suspect but I mean if there's any inkling of doubt and you can go out and win the game which obviously they did and and came back from behind then you do that but it's was, easier to say I was watching, 2020. I was watching and man <clears throat> Trubisky missed some throws in the first like those throws that Foles was was hitting in the second half Trubisky missed those in the first half he had wide receivers open and he overthrew them right he was missing throws for sure and it was pretty clear that the receivers were open when Foles came in because he was getting the same throws. He was just hitting them, actually. So, I, I think the Bears will be fine. Yep, I'm with you. All right, we'll move on. Uh, any Luke correspondent uh, for the Colts, anything else? Uh, final words on uh, this weekend's game? No, nope, I think we covered it. Okay. We'll move on to uh, Pat's Chiefs. Uh, we got Chiefs minus six and a half. And as much as I said on Tuesday, <clears throat> how you always take the take the Chiefs no matter what. And Scotty, I know that's your, been your betting mantra uh, from the early on. Uh, minus six and a half against Bill Belichick still scares the shit out of me, and um, that's why I chose the Pats here. <clears throat> I think that I think the Chiefs will ultimately win again, like I kind of chose with um, with our Bears Colts line. Uh, but just six and a half points is a lot. And I think it's going to be a really close game. And to give the Patriots six and a half points um, is a, is um, a decent chunk for me. So that's why I, that's why I stuck with the Pats. Luke? Yeah, I, uh, I was hesitant to, um, because I still go back to that week two game that the Chiefs played against the Chargers and the, right. the Chargers defense shut them down. And I, I'm still not sure the Chargers are really that great on defense. So uh, that makes me nervous. But I learned my lesson last week. And, uh, you know, I'm going to stick to the uh, stick to the rule of thumb that you always take the Chiefs, regardless of the spread. So. Is this game at Kansas City and at, a, like, the, the second slate? 
Yes. Do we, is it like the 405 games? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, I don't think the Patriots secondary has been as good this year as it has been in the past. I know they lost some guys and they still have Gilmore and all that stuff, but they haven't been quite as good. Um, and that makes me think that the Chiefs are going to be able to get it downfield, right? The Patriots can only take away so much. Um, I am interested to see the Patriots are set up to, like, do the old ground and pound and, like, control the clock and, like, do all that. So I'm interested to see if they'll do that and just try to keep Mahomes <laughs> off the field um, or if they'll try to throw it with them. I think Cam can be dynamic as well, and the Chiefs' defense isn't, like, you know what I mean, overpowering. Yep. But, so it'll be an interesting approach on, on what they do. Yeah, I think this has – I mean, obviously it's, it's a pretty uh, – <laughs> not going out on a bold branch here, but I think it's, if the over is going to hit, it's going to go way the fuck over mm. either that, or it's going to be way the fuck under. I don't think the line's going to be close because I agree with you, Luke, I think, and Scotty, the Patriots could completely flip the script and just run the shit out of the ball and just try and play keep, keep away from the, uh, from the chiefs and just uh, give it to all 14 of their running backs that they have on their team. Yep. And uh, it'll be a 10 to, 10 to seven final, or it could be, 47 to 42, you know, so it, it's, uh, I think it'll be one, one extreme or the other. Yep, for sure. I'm, it'll be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, move on. We'll, we'll go to uh, the, uh, the fantasy darlings that everyone is calling, referring to them as uh, with the Buffalo Bills um, with minus three against the Raiders, Josh Allen, just riding his, uh, MVP, MVP season um, into fruition here. And uh, I think that the Bills are going to let it ride. The Raiders, I think, are have been exposed a little bit after their, uh, they got kind of pretty much bullied by the Patriots last week. I know they the week before the Raiders really took it to the Saints. So it's really trying to find out which team um, they're going to be. But I think we know what kind of team the Bills are, and the Bills can, can definitely score points with the most of them. Um, as we've seen through the first three weeks, and Josh Allen is the catalyst of that uh, scoring barrage. And I don't think that the, the Raiders can slow him down, and I think that's why uh, that's why I got the Raiders uh, um, minus uh, minus three and a half here uh, to keep letting it ride. So, Luke, you feel feel the same, obviously. Yeah. Uh, again, this is my this is my uh, learn my lesson week. So I'm just gonna. Whatever I did last week and got wrong, I'm just going to completely overcorrect for and take the bills here again. I'm not going to bet against Josh Allen again. Scotty, you have uh, any reasoning for why you're taking the Raiders plus three? Yep. I think the bills the last couple weeks have kind of been flirting with disaster. If you remember, I believe it was two weeks ago, they played the Titans and it came down to the end and they needed to score at the end to win. And last week they get up 28 to three on the Rams who are good. And then the Rams come all the way back and the Bills get bailed out by a pass interference call that probably should have never been called. And so they end up winning the game. And I think the Bills are due. The Bill, I, I think the Bills are good. Josh Allen's been awesome, right? But they weren't going to go undefeated, right? They're traveling, right, across the country. Yeah. And I, I don't – I think like I know the game got away from the Raiders last week, but it was close in the first half. And then it got away from them, right? They had a couple injuries. And so I think the Raiders are going to bounce back. I think this game's going to be really close. Um, and I think this is my flyer bet for the week, but I, I'm, I'm taking the Raiders plus the three. Home dog. Gotcha. 
You did say – you said Bills uh, lost in week two against the Titans. They actually – they won in no, they, week two. I meant, they, I meant they won, but they made it close. Okay, yep. It was like yeah, a field right. goal or something, wasn't it? They had to kick a field goal at the end or scored at the end or something like that. It was yep, close. It was, it was against the Dolphins. It was a shootout, okay. but you were right. Yep. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think it will be a close game, but I think ultimately that the, the Bills can cover. But I, I, I agree it's going to be – it'll probably be another, uh, you know, 42 to 40 game, and um, all of us fantasy owners that have Josh Allen will be running our, our way to the bank. So, we'll be happy for yep. it. So. Yep, for sure. Um, last game we're going to talk about here as we uh, have about 10 minutes left in the pod. Um, oh, man, Monday night game. I mean, if you're a fan of points that are going to be scored, I think this game's not going to have a shortage of points. We got Falcons, uh, Falcons Packers at the Packers at set minus seven and a half. And we all, um, as it looks like, are in agreement with uh, taking the uh, Packers minus the points. The Falcons are who we thought they were, as we talked about to an extent this short season so far. Even if, even if the Packers or even if the Falcons are up at halftime, I mean, as we, as we all know, that they're just not uh, prone to be able to protect the lead and Rodgers is on a fuck you tour. And even if it gets into the fourth quarter and the Falcons are up, I still feel like the Packers can cover the spread because we've seen the Falcons – crumble in worse ways than this and it's uh it's going to be a good game it's going to be a lot of points scored and uh i'm ready for it luke what do you think is this a dan quinn hot seat game does he lose his job if they get run out of the stadium this week if they get run out of the stadium maybe but if they if they compete with them i don't know i feel like there's something to be said for the way that they played for him down the stretch last year like they were they were dead in the water at this time last year and they like rattle off four or five wins or so towards the end of the year to kind of prove that they were playing for him. And I think Arthur Blank is kind of one of those owners who he's, he's more loyal to his own fault. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think it, it's inevitable here at some point this season, cause I don't think the Falcons are going to be good and make the playoffs. So I think it's going to happen at some point if it's not towards the end of the year. Um, I think it might be a little early if, if they make it a competitive game, uh, but still lose today or this week at least. So, but it's inevitable to answer your question. Yeah. Staring at this, honestly, kind of talking myself into the Falcons and the points. Cause Luke, did you listen to our podcast on Tuesday? <laughs> did you listen? The Packers, <laughs> hear me out. The Packers aren't going to take them seriously. Falcons will come out to another 20-point lead in the first half, and they'll probably lose another heartbreaker on a last-minute touchdown or, or field goal. Yeah. I was with your first take. I was going to ask if this was Dan Quinn's last game in the NFL. I just, well. Yeah, I, I'm out on the Falcons, and I think you're right, Matt. Rodgers is on a tear. He might throw seven touchdowns or something ridiculous on Monday. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Falcons defense stinks. Got it. I mean, there's not, I mean, there's nothing to say. The Packers are really good, and I don't think the Falcons are good at all. Yep. You're a all big right, fan. That's, of that's it for – sorry, Luke, what you got? <laughs> what do you say? 
He said I'm a big Todd Gurley fan, though. You do love Todd Gurley, as we all know. <laughs> God damn. All right, we got just a few minutes left here, Scotty. You got, you got some time for your uh, Wessel specials. Okay, last week it was a struggle, people. <laughs> right, we lost a couple heartbreakers. We lost the Rams plus the two, right? And then we lost the uh, Falcons minus the three. Right, I'm learning my lesson never to bet on Dan Quinn teams. <laughs> right, so this week we're bouncing back here, okay? We are uh, – uh, I'm going with the Bengals this week, minus the three, playing Jacksonville. Um, Joe Burrow's been turning it on here a little bit. I was think it, this week – It remind me again, was it you that told me never to bet on the Bengals? Did you tell me that, or was that, uh, was that a little whisper in my ear from nobody? <laughs> that was, but did I tell you to never bet on the Bengals? I think you did, and then I won. So I just want to make sure I pointed that out. Oh, this is your plus six bet? That was my plus six against the Browns. Oh, this is, sorry. So let me put some context into this Bengals minus three bet. Remember I have the bet with Troy about uh, the Jacksonville Jags oh. will never win another game. Good. So That's I'm, a good point. I'm just, Yeah, I'm just doubling down here because, as we know, Jacksonville's not the worst team in football because the Jets are, but uh, uh, the Jags are not great, and the Bengals are going to beat them on Sunday to continue my streak and – uh, give me a chance with that hundred dollars that Troy's gonna pay me. Next bet, uh, we have the Seahawks, uh, Chiefs tees, six point tees. All the Seahawks and Chiefs have to do is win by a point, and you win. Next bet, we're going with two heavy favorites, and we're teasing Ravens and Rams, six point tees, gets them down to just a touchdown. Next bet, betting on the Packers, betting on the 49ers, both teams who are playing well right now, another six point tees. Packers, all they have to do is win by two. 49ers win by two and we win. And then our flyer bet for the week is Raiders plus the three points. Um, I really, really, really wanted to put Raiders lines in a parlay uh, for our flyer bet of the week. And if Michael Thomas wasn't playing, I probably would have done it. Uh, but if you are into that and you want to take a gamble, I do think that's a good one to take a, take a gamble on. Speaking of parlays, I thought we were going to make a running theme of uh, taking whatever teams were against the both Jets and Giants um, for the week. Is that, I know the Jets are playing right now, but it, uh, uh, is that not still something you guys are considering? Well, we told everyone to hit Denver. Luke and I both told everyone to hit Denver hard tonight because they're playing the Jets. Who are the Giants yeah. playing? I didn't even pay attention. Well, it was Denver minus two and a half. Is that right? No, actually, it started at Denver minus two and a half, and then everyone got all nervous because Rippon's playing and the Broncos are without their two corners, so everyone bet on the Jets, and it ended up Broncos plus two. And it's currently 17-13 Broncos at halftime, so it's, it's yep. currently looking good. Sweet. Uh, to answer your question, it is uh, – um, let's see if I can – I didn't even look. The Giants are terrible. Rams, one of the teams that you have in your <laughs> – Is it the Rams? Rams, yeah. Rams. Oh, see, there I did. <laughs> So don't contradict yourself at all there, please, but go ahead. I did. I bet on the Rams then. Okay. All right. It's going to be a bounce back week, people. Apologies for last week. It was a little unlucky, honestly. Yep. Where are we at? Where are we at year to date, Scotty? Uh, our overall, Luke is in the lead for our picks. He's eight and seven. Matt and I are seven and eight. <laughs> Wrestle specials, I'm seven and five. I'm up 18 bucks. Or as Matt wants me to say, I'm up uh, $18,000. Hey, 18 units is all I have to say. 18 units, yes. I'm sorry, <laughs> units. 
I'm up 18 units. Excuse me. I lost 60 units last week. I was up 78. Oh, shit. <laughs> but no, it's, we're, we're doing good. I think this is good. We're learning every week. I think this is another good week of games. It's been really fun. Yep. How Luke, much time we got, do we have? We got about, uh, about two and a half minutes left. Luke, you have do anything uh, conspiracy theory-wise for how you think the finals are going to play out or anything early on in the NFL season? Oh, man. Someone obviously sabotaged the heat before game one. Yeah, but know, you know who's coming. do that, but clearly. You know who's coming to ref game two. Joey Crawford. No. <laughs> I guarantee you Scott Foster will be in game two or game three. Got to make it a series. You can't have a clean sweep in the finals. That's just bad for business. Jeez. Man, he's terrible. Luke? Quick thoughts. What do you think about Doc to the Sixers? Were you disappointed he didn't go to the Pacers? No, I mean, definitely was not expecting that. That was quick, though. I was kind of surprised he he, uh, he took the job that fast. But, uh, I mean, it would be a good fit. I mean, if you can get Embiid going. Um, you, you, know, mean, we'll see what... you mean Embiid going to another team? <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. We'll see what they oh, okay. do. The Simmons-Embiid dynamic there. But, um Obviously, he thinks he's he's uh, the the player whisperer, despite the fact that his whole team stabbed him in the back this past season. So, would you, if you were Doc right now, would you want to trade one of the two? No, I'd want to roll out what I've got. You want to try Except, it with the, with that group? Unless I, I want to talk to him and see if the the news report that they don't like each other, or whatever, is legitimately true. Um, but yeah, if they both say they hate each other, then you got to deal one of them. All right, Do you boys. think it's ever going to work, them playing together? Hey, you know what? We'll, uh, we can table this talk until, uh, until next time. We got just a last, less than a minute here. But, uh, yeah, good point on the, on the doc signing with the, the Sixers. That's, uh, we'll, we can talk about that more next week. But uh, appreciate you guys uh, chiming in, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, dudes. All right. See you guys. Later. Later.